So I haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode yet. How did it go? Uh, I don't know. Graham, how was it? I think it's my favourite episode ever. I mean, brilliant. Five stars. I'm going to give it a review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> One job. One job, Jav and Andy. One job. And I've lost the button now. Hang on. <laughs> You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are joining us. And welcome, welcome one and all. Welcome, dear listener. Welcome. I was going to say Jav and Andy then, but uh, I don't know why. Uh, Andy and Graham to episode 176. 72. Or is it 73? I don't know. Because, I mean, missing a week. Come on, missing a week. You even had the show notes ready. And then you and Jav just fizzled (laughs) out like a... I don't know. I'll like be an excited I was, teenager. I was absolutely dead to the world. Could there was you, no chance. Could you not have got some AI to actually just Do read you know out the show notes? I was see listening. If anyone, see if any listeners actually noticed any difference. Well, I was listening to uh, yourself and Carol talked about that um, guy that that wrote podcasts using AI. Oh yes, yeah. And I thought, you know what? That he's onto something. <laughs> So it's yeah. you know going to save so much, um, but yeah, you know, I, I have tried to use AI to regenerate Tom's voice. Yes, um, oh, we did to... have some success, didn't you? Yeah, that yeah, was, was actually just... Tom's best ever performance. <laughs> I was. thought, yeah, <laughs> yes, but uh, no, I have tried using a bit more, but I need him to um, secretly read some paragraphs <laughs> so I can get all the wording right, um, but without him knowing that he's going to be phased out. <laughs> might um, get a bit I'll awkward. read them, that's fine I don't mind being phased out I mean after last week's debacle I don't know Anyway, Graham, thank you so much for joining us again um, you you certainly are the uh, um, well, Come on, let's be honest, stand- this is Graham's show we're, we're yeah, the guests here exactly. it's the, You're the stand-in of choice It's a shame we, we, we got the monkey and not the organ grinder because Carol couldn't make it again but uh, um, yes. You know, yes. Nonetheless, she has more it's... of a social life than me. Well, she's very busy because she she's got another podcast of her own. She now has three podcasts that she's running. That's just greedy. Just greedy. I mean, Jav can't even manage one, and she's got no. three. <laughs> Mind you, in fairness, we can barely manage one <laughs> between the three of us. So. Um, but yes, it's and isn't it all about art or something? Art Musings is the name of her podcast. She hasn't paid me to promote it, though, so I don't know if I should. But, yes, it's all about the Oxford art scene. I'm sure there's a lot of... If we looked at a Venn diagram, I'm sure, of host unknown listeners and people interested in art in Oxford, then there's probably... Two very clear circles on opposite ends of the page. (laughs) That's right. Anyway, great to be here. Great to be back on on the show. Yes. um, Thank you once again, Jab, for not showing up. Yeah, <laughs> for not being asked. And and Andy, I trust you are better after uh, after the the well the scare you had of having to host the show without me last week. <laughs> well, absolutely no. Yeah. So oh, <coughs> I'm sick. <coughs> I I actually caught COVID for the first time. 
What first uh, time? It was my first time, yeah. And it, wow. uh, it took me out harder than I expected. Well, so I, I always s- wondered whether I was one of these asymptomatic people. You know, yeah. maybe I got it in the early days without knowing. Um, but no, it was, yeah, it's on par with man flu, if I'm honest. Oh, yeah. wow, but, serious. Yeah, very yeah. serious. Yeah. <laughs> well, as you know, well, I've had it three times now. And the last time I had it, which was only a few weeks before you, that was definitely the worst of, of the three. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Shots, people. Yeah. So, what was, um, where were you last week? Why were you not here? I was yeah. uh, photographing a wedding again. Ah, okay. Your side job. In a nice little country house. Yeah. Yeah. The side job that earns me pennies and I work harder than I do in my day job. So, <laughs> <laughs> the CISO who also shoots. Exactly, exactly. But I, for the first time, I bumped into somebody at the wedding who I knew uh, in the wedding, in the wedding guests, Uh, except I didn't recognize him at all. (laughs) So because it's completely out of context. Um, But yeah, a a recruiter who had placed me in the past. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, it was... Well, it could have been from another type of like extracurricular activity that you partake in, and sort of seeing uh, someone no, in, it that, wasn't. It wasn't, in that format. The groom, you know, yeah. for example. <laughs> I'm, su- I, I'm surprised a recruiter wouldn't remember you quite distinctly, Tom. Actually, oh, I they remembered think... me. I didn't remember them. Yeah, I'm thinking you probably pass by their desk quite often, don't you? You're sort of on speed dial. So oh, it's, it's, to- it's been a couple of weeks. It's Tom again. <laughs> That's six month cycle. Yeah. Six months. He, he sends you a hamper every Christmas. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for feeding my family. Yeah. Postcard from uh, from the Caribbean islands. <laughs> Thanks for staying the yeah. the extra day so I get my money. Yeah. Ping ping me when you're ready to move. Yeah. Brackets again. <laughs> Oh dear. So yeah, it was lovely. It was it was it was a it was a lovely wedding actually. It was really good fun. Everybody was so nice. Sometimes at weddings you get you know you're very much treated like the staff. Um, right. But yeah, everybody. It was it was a, it was a lovely wedding. It was oh. lovely. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Right. Talking of unholy matrimonies, shall we see what we've got coming up for you this week? <laughs> Uh, This week in InfoSec is a story about a catalyst for change. Rant of the Week puts the exit in Brexit. Oh, I like that one. Billy Big Balls asks why no one thought of this before. Industry News brings the latest greatest security news stories from around the world. And Tweet of the Week uh, is something from quite close to home, actually. So, let's move on to our favourite part of the show. It's the part of the show that we like to call, quite familiarly... This Week in InfoSec. It is that part of the show where we take a trip down InfoSec memory lane with content liberated from the Today in InfoSec Twitter account and further afield. Mm. And our first story shall take us back a mere 17 years to the 26th of October 2006 when Christopher Sogholian created a website allowing visitors to generate fake airline boarding passes. 
so Congress called for his arrest. His ISP shut down his site. The FBI raided his home. And then the same congressman said that the Department of Homeland Security should hire him. Uh, and his career since then has been quite notable. So I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing his surname correctly because I've only ever read it. Um, but uh, Christopher Sakodian is a passionate advocate for digital privacy, um, a tireless defender of civil liberties in the digital age. Uh, and so he's got a background in computer science, infosec, and he championed these as causes um, as a key figure mm. in the, the ACLU, um, so the American Civil Liberties Union. Does he also um, so have a background in orange jumpsuits? Uh, so yeah, he, yeah, he also cooks. Um, but he has challenged the um, US government's uh, surveillance programs regularly, uh, testifies before Congress, influenced tech giants to prioritise user privacy as much as anyone can. Um, but his work extends beyond advocacy. Um, he's authored, researched, collaborated with developers, uh, and received many accolades for his groundbreaking contributions to the field. Um, and he is one of the leading voices in the fight for more private and digital security. He's, yeah, he's a good guy, I think. Um, I, he, he works very closely with Senator Ron Wyden. And yes. um, although we, we slag off a lot of US politicians, Ron Wyden appears to be really clued up, maybe because of Chris, I'm not sure, but he's he's the guy who's always writing the letters we really love to the tech giants, and he seems to have his finger on the pulse of what the problems can be with tech and online privacy. So, yeah. well done and that's to why Chris. We'll never, yeah, but we're never going to see um, that guy in power <laughs> because no. <laughs> you know, the, the tech giants are too big and they'll lobby and uh, you know make sure that, that they keep them at arm's length. I, either you're pronouncing his name so badly, or I, I've not heard of this guy. I don't, I've just not come across. So it's, him. it's only one of those names I've ever read, so I would never know um, how to pronounce it if I'm honest. I saw <laughs> it. I saw him give a talk years ago at the the Virus Bulletin conference, all about um, uh, vulnerabilities being bought by state sponsored agencies, and yeah. he, he was he was saying, look, that you know, if Google and Microsoft have zero day vulnerability, you know, if they have a vulnerability in their software, they are never going to be able to outbid the US government or indeed other governments as well. So we're, we're all screwed effectively because state intelligence agencies will always be able to pay more money to get these things than the actual software vendors. He's, or, he's or an interesting more guy. members of your family. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. More resource. Yeah. But alas, our second story takes us back a mere... 13 years to the 24th of October 2010, when Eric Butler announced Firefox extension FireSheep, um, releasing a talk on making HTTP session hijacking on open Wi-Fi trivial. Uh, and today, 95% of websites have enabled HTTPS, uh, and efforts like browser HTTPS only mode have largely eliminated the risk. Uh, and this is one of those um, very rare, I think, security industry successes where a lot mm. of good has come out of uh, someone doing something. Um, so, yeah, released in 2010, uh, I think people called it a digital wake-up call. Um, yeah. It demonstrated the shocking vulnerability of unencrypted websites, um, yeah. you know, and the risks of using public Wi-Fi networks. Lots of stories of people going into Starbucks at the time, and sort of, you know, <laughs> hijacking Facebook sessions. Um, but yeah, with a single click, Firesheep, it could just hijack sessions, um, you know, 
just showed you how easy it was for people that actually targeted you and you know attackers that actually deliberately attempted to access your private data um but yeah it, it led to widespread adoption of https um and some say it wasn't a malicious tool it was a catalyst for change uh, inspiring a more secure future that, that just sounds like a malicious tool with a marketing budget well <laughs> Yeah, well, done without what the the heart bleed and PR ness yeah. of like a big website. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. I, I two things. This one, one. I think we're going to be touching on this slightly later on in the show. Um, but but two. Whatever happened to Firefox? I mean, I know it's still out there, but it's it is not as popular as it used to be. Um, it's losing market share hand over fist. Um, oh, I so, use Firefox. Yeah, so it went through a rough yeah. patch. Certainly, uh, when it got really memory heavy, it started draining a lot of memory. Yeah. Um, but now it's funny enough; it's the other way around. That Chrome's actually quite in the memory drain. <laughs> um, but it, oh, it, Chrome is dreadful. Yeah, but so many people use it. It's Safari for the wind, just, people. Yeah, well, and, just... and Chrome is also written, you know, it's coded by uh, an advertising company. You know, I don't <laughs> <Yes>. really. <laughs> I mean, do I want to use that? Exactly. I... <laughs> exactly. Oh, dear. Yeah, I do. Use, I do use Firefox for certain applications, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's um, I, it's not uh, I, it's not what I'm not seeing it wildly used or or sorry, widely used uh, at all. Hmm. Except for I wonder. Brain. Well, what do people use them in? Opera or Edge or what, what's the Brave well, or Ed, Edge is just is like the sheep in wolf's clothing, isn't it? I mean, Edge is crap <laughs> at the end of the yeah. day. No, Edge has got uh, Bing Bing Chat GPT is now built into the Edge browser. Oh, fancy. Yeah, it's got a little tab on it. You can have a conversation with it. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like you're trying to write a document. Would you like some help? Yeah, pretty much. That takes me back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I just did a quick look. So Chrome has 63% of the market share. Safari is second place, 19%. Edge has 5%, Firefox has 3%, really? Opera has 2.9%. Oh. And in sixth God. place is Samsung Internet with 2.3%. Huh. Safari's, I mean, Safari's surprisingly high, but I guess that's because of iPhones, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's going to be that more than oh, desktops. Yeah, yeah iPads, yeah. iPhones, and then because it stores all your passwords, you just use it on your Mac. Yeah. <laughs> and it just works. It oh, here works. we go. <laughs> well, except when you want to use certain things and you have to download Chrome. <laughs> oh, well, excellent. Thank you very much, Andy, for this week's. This week in InfoSec. You're listening to the award-winning Host Unknown podcast. Uh, oh. Officially more entertaining than smashing security. Uh, what? 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 <laughs> well, it was a couple of years ago. Come yeah, on. It was, <laughs> that, that was actually labelled as number nine. I had no idea what was behind that one. <laughs> wow. Come on our podcast, they say. Our regular host has dropped out again. Can you do us a favour, they say. And then we'll insult you on the show. And we'll... By, 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 by spreading <laughs> lies and deceit. Lies. It was true. 
It was true at a couple of years ago. Time. Can we look at the latest record, please, of what the most entertaining? I, mean, I can, it's I can all look at the awards I've got above me on the shelf <laughs> that are in my house, taking up my space. <laughs> right, let's move on, shall we, to this week? Listen up! Rant of the week. It's time to mother rage. Okay, so uh, European laws, we know that European laws are quite uh, strict when it comes to data privacy and, you know, rights to that data and how it's controlled. GDPR came out, which I think generally was a power for good. Um, you know, it was it's it's meant that companies have generally had to behave when it comes to the handling of data. And it also clearly lays out what is required and uh, ensures that the relevant um, information commissioners uh, in each country are informed when something goes wrong, all that sort of stuff. So it's all very, very good. Um, now, obviously, in <clears throat> in the UK with Brexit, we've kind of separated ourselves a little bit from that. But actually, on the whole, we're still, you know, largely aligned with Europe, etc. So we, we can still be considered if not a part of the European Union, certainly uh, aligned with the, you know with their uh, laws and rules and regulations. Uh, so, uh, and and it and it pains me to say this name again, but Elon Musk uh, is set in in response to the European Europe uh, European Union's um, Digital Services Act uh, coming into play. He's said to be toying with the idea of withdrawing X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, from Europe, which, well, just beggars belief, actually. Um, so he recently had um, a public spat on X with Thierry Breton, the EU commissioner for the internal market, who uh, was simply reminding social media platforms of their content moderation obligations under the law. So, yeah, you'd go on a little you know, advertising and socialisation campaign to make sure people knew what they were in for, and Musk jumped right into it with him. Um, this is... Uh, you know, Musk's response to him was calling Thierry Breton a free speech absolutist, which, uh, well, according to the register, was uh, both sarcastic and juvenile, and hmm. the kind of smack talk that would get a teen grounded, uh, which does kind of sum up Musk generally. <laughs> um, it would take a couple of days for the adult in the room, CEO Linda Yaccarino, to get a formal response written. Links in the show notes. Um, but by then... The EU had indicated that X is now under investigation on account of its uh, designation as a very large online platform, or a VLOP, love it, under the Digital Services Act, which means it has to follow rules regarding how it handles illegal content um, and you know the spreading of um, um, sort of false news, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, well, it's well. Let's face it. I mean, Musk. Musk just looks at life as, and and laws and regulations as just optional for him, generally speaking, right? Um, and the fact that his muskiness, to quote uh, uh, the register, <clears throat> which I love, because it does. Uh, I, I can't imagine 
Elon Musk smelling good. Can you? You know, certain certain people <laughs> like da- David Bowie apparently always smelt amazing. Um, uh, uh, allegedly using or, 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 or apparently using uh, Issey Miyake uh, uh, perfume. You know, certain people out there, you know, are going to be very fragrant. Musk <laughs> is not one of those people. He's going to smell of four day old. The, the, the clues in the name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, clues in the person. Come on. Um, so anyway, that's that's not the focus of the rant. <laughs> Tom's so this right. is like so to be fair. Well, no, not to be fair. Not to be. He fair. is <laughs> looking to see. So remember Threads when Threads first came out, hundred million yeah. downloads in like his first week or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think lots of us jumped on it and then haven't been back since. <laughs> it, so Threads isn't uh, or wasn't available in the EU when it first launched, was it? Because it, it couldn't comply with the digital market. That's right. Act. Yeah. But the UK is like, yeah, well, okay, well. You know, we'll align with it maybe further down the line. We're on the fringes, yeah. Yeah, we'll, another we'll... Brexit benefit. Exactly. Another wonder yes. of Brexit that we exactly. were able to get Mark Zuckerberg's threads. Fantastic. Exactly. But is this not a good thing, right? So that the, you know, the EU actually has that power to sort of say, look, if you want to launch yeah. this app, we know it's not going to protect data, personal data properly. Therefore, you will be fined from day one, or you know, um, and so that was enough to put off Meta. Like you know, who do have deep pockets and can afford to fight this sort of stuff, and who've um, also been known to consider the law as sl- somewhat optional, right? Yeah, and yeah, they play fast and loose with interpretations of yeah. processing of, of personal data. Um, but yeah, so Musk is is seen, you know, I guess Facebook get away with it or Meta get away with it, and they're like, well, we're not doing anything different, so you know, yeah, but screw. they didn't get away with it, did they? Facebook decided not to release it in the EU based upon the EU's interpretation. Um, when, when, when you're worse than Facebook, when your <laughs> the bar is low, is right. below you Facebook, st- you've yeah. got to be, you've got to reconsider your 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 life view, right? It's a I mean, strange upside down world where we're viewing Mark Zuckerberg as the savior <laughs> of the well, Twitter no. dumpster fire. Is, is well, it? I mean, the fact I'd that. I'd never consider him a higher standard, let me put it that way. Right? I mean, jeez. And it's, it's, it's also, you know, because he's not allowed to play as striker in the park where he's got jumpers for goalposts and he owns the ball, he's deciding to. Pick the ball up and go home. Oh, but is he really? Is is he really though? Because Elon Musk is effective. He's a, he's like a nine year old kid, isn't he? I mean, he's just yes. a child and yeah. w- with a vast amount of money. And just look at what he tweets. It's so juvenile. I think this is just another. Well, I'll do this, <laughs> but will he actually do it? I don't know. No, I'm sure he I've, won't. I'm sure he won't. No, I think just... it's an empty threat. I mean, he's not going to miss out on that five pounds a month. He said he'd give Wikipedia, <laughs> a, what was it, a billion dollars if they changed their name to Dickypedia. I mean, yeah. come on, you know, it's like the, you know, Musk, like Beavis and Butthead called and they want their joke back. It's, it's. <laughs> says the host unknown podcast, renowned yeah, know, for right? its high quality, <laughs> high brow content. And we love a good knob gag. We a good knob gag. That was not one. Come on. 
<laughs> if he'd said, I'll pay them $20 if they change that to Dick, their name to Dickie Pitt, that's actually quite funny. You know, but I'll pay them a billion dollars. It's kind of like, well, one, he's just showing off, you know, yes. and, and he's just waving a wad of cash in front of somebody. Uh, oh, I don't know. And, and he was even, he, 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 he was fact checked by his own company numerous times uh, on Twitter. You know, X, whatever it is. Oh, yeah, just ridiculous. I, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm appalled. Is all I can say. Yeah. Well, rumours are that obviously he wants to turn Twitter into some sort of payment platform or, or payment gateway. You know, back to factories. I saw the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what they're going to try, aren't they, for new accounts um, in mm. some countries. I saw the other day, I went into Twitter and it said, hey, great news, we've enabled audio and video calling, which meant oh, that... Uh, did you not get this? Maybe, I don't know if it's just been trialled on me, <laughs> but it but it said if I wanted to disable the ability for 100,000 people to video call me, I needed to go into my settings, which, of course, I rapidly did. Um, <laughs> oh, they could out. call you. Yes, yes, they could call me. Oh, I and... thought it was like you could... Oh, wow. Okay. Well, actually, it said only verified users would be able to call me. So oh, ver- it would, verified it'd just users. Be, it would just be bots, I suppose, and well, Nazis. And also, let's face it, verified users are the ones known for spreading, you know, misinformation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was it? The latest report said something like 72% of all misinformation on X is through um, verified users. Says a person who had a verified account until recently. I did for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shame yeah. on you. Shame on you. Oh, Javad, Javad, I expected it, but Tom, I just when you did that. I found myself wanting to lie blatantly as a result, and I couldn't live with myself. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I again, just down to you know, Musk, just would somebody just. You know, where, where's this responsible adult who's supposed to be looking after him? Someone needs hmm. to deal with him. I don't know. Right, that was this week's... Rant of the Week. You're listening to the award-winning Host Unknown podcast. Uh, oh, officially more entertaining than Smashing Security. Again. What are the chances? Twice. What Twice. are the chances? That's oh unbelievable. Did you just press the random button that time? I, d- just... <laughs> I, I have no idea how that happened. I, I, I just press the buttons. I don't you know, I don't I don't write the stuff behind the scenes. Anyway, <sighs> let's let's put that behind us, Graham. Let's uh let's move on to uh your part of the show, shall we? Um I like this one. It's time for this week's Graham's Giants. Hello, hello, and welcome to Cluley's Colossal (laughs) Cojones. And Carol's Colossal Cojones. I I don't know. I haven't. I haven't checked. I'll take your word for that. Anyway, um, the Billy Big Balls this week is. I was reading the Register. And uh, or at least whoever put these show notes together was reading the register <laughs> and and told me about this extraordinary situation which is going on right now, where um, warnings have been issued in the United States and South Korea, telling people to be very careful about who they are hiring, because it turns out they are hiring 
North Korean agents who are posing as freelance IT practitioners. So apparently thousands of people are prowling the internet in North Korea, which is quite impressive in itself, to be honest, isn't it? That they've managed to get onto the internet, but they are well, looking... On the end of their 33.6k modem. <laughs> During daylight hours as well, when the electricity's on. They've, yeah. got, they've got their little acoustic coupler and a couple of yoghurt pots and a piece of taut string. <laughs> um, anyway, so they are apparently prowling the world's freelancing platforms looking for work outside the Republic of North Korea because Kim Jong-un, is uh, he needs a bit of money, doesn't he? He needs a bit of money. And apart from cryptocurrency scams, he is apparently, he's got his people infiltrating organisations outside of North Korea in order to steal secrets and plant malware. So the FBI and South Korean agencies are warning people to be on the lookout for suspicious behaviour, which might identify that that online worker that you now have is actually a secret North Korean spy. So I thought it might be fun to take a look at what the indicators are that you could be a North Korean plant. I've right? got some. So maybe you... Have you? Oh, okay. Oh, let's hear yours, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Do they use Windows ME? <laughs> <laughs> Red Star. Is it, was it got Red Star or something? Yeah. Um, Red Star. Are, are, do, do they steal food from the, uh, from the uh, kitchen in the office? Oh, well, I think these are mostly <laughs> online jobs. I don't think oh, okay, they, okay. I don't think that they've uh, they've made it their way out of it. Anyway, so so here are some of your clues as put together by the authorities to warn you of North Korean workers on your payroll. Is your worker repeatedly requesting prepayment? Followed, <laughs> which frankly I I ask for. I, yeah, that's I, that's what I understand, Graham. I understand yeah. you ask for money up yes, front. I, I do. It's a lot easier, a lot easier to get the money before you do the work rather than after. But anyway, followed by, <laughs> followed by, and this rings a bell with me as well. Anger or aggression when the request is denied. <laughs> I'm not doing yes. your fucking podcast unless you pay me up front. <laughs> Tom, did we was, hire a North Korean agent we, this week? Yeah. <laughs> Th those words are still ringing in my ears from this morning. <laughs> uh, is your is your worker threatening to release proprietary source code, um, or or maybe a, a link to an, a Google document um, <laughs> if additional payments are not made? I will release the show notes to the world. They'll see how shit they were. <laughs> they see how shit they are every week. They're cut and pasted into the show notes. <laughs> uh, is your worker using a freight forwarding address? So when you are, they don't want their company, the company laptop sent to their address. They want it sent to this sort of proxy address. Or are they changing their address frequently? Are they evading in-person meetings or requests for drug tests? Well, how do you do we, a remote drug test? Well, no, I think this is an in-person one. So yeah, they, they ask you to come into the office. And I was yeah. going to say they don't Peer tell you cup. to, you know, send in a gallon of wee every month. It might explain where Jav is this week. I don't know. Possibly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was due his random drug test. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Also, do you have multiple online profiles for the same identity, but with different photographs? Andy. Or online profiles with no pictures? Andy's Andy image changes all the time. Andy has a lot of online profiles. <laughs> does he? He has an awful lot, most of which, including his current profile, he doesn't have the password for. <laughs> in case you ever wonder why he used Twitter on this machine, it's because yeah. it's the only one that logs in automatically. Yeah. <laughs> And, anyway, and unfortunately, I'm... it's been so long he hasn't had that. He's, he's still running Windows ME on it. Yeah. Anyway, I think my Billy Big Balls this week, they do go to these North Korean stooges because actually I'm kind of impressed with them. They've got this entrepreneurial spirit. They've got this get up and go. If only the rest of the world were to be this imaginative, putting the effort in to dupe other people, you know, to earn this money. This is the kind of attitude. If we're going to reach the sunny uplands post-Brexit, this is what Britain needs to be doing. This is how we're going to make trade deals with the rest of the world. Send by, people out to Europe. It's by, yeah. it's by pose, posing as French people, maybe. Having a baguette under our arm, a string of onions around our neck, riding bicycles. <laughs> this is the way we're going to get jobs. Um, and stay in the country for more than 90 days. so anyway north korea well done to you and maybe the rest of us look out for those north korean plants trying to get jobs inside our companies very good graham thank you graham's giant gonads nice you're listening to the award-winning host unknown podcast uh, officially more entertaining than smashing security. Three, three times. <laughs> My God, I, I'm I'm sorry, Graham. I I just do the button. I, I, You're I saying this is happening. random. You're saying this I, is random. I see. Totally. I mean, statistically, the chances of this happening are so low. So low. <laughs> I don't know. And talking of uh, struggling here. Talking of statistics and something else, it's time for... In fact, what time is it, Andy? <laughs> it's that time that of the show. wasn't it? It really was. It's that dreadful time of the show where you do a painful link and we head over on news sources over at the Infosec PA Newswire who have been very busy bringing us the latest and greatest security news from around the globe. Industry News. Okta breached via stolen credential. Industry news. Generative AI can save fishers two days of work. Industry news. AI to create demand for digital trust professionals, ISACA survey finds. Industry news. AWS security not a priority for a third of SMBs. Industry news. Humans need to rethink trust in the wake of generative AI. Industry news. UK Parliament opens inquiry into cyber resilience. Industry news. CISA releases cybersecurity toolkit for healthcare. Industry news. Europol. Police must start planning for post quantum future. <laughs> Industry news. UK IT pros express concerns about C-Suite's generative AI ambitions. Industry news. And that was this week's... Industry news. Huge, if true. I think someone went to an AI conference this week. Yeah, yeah a lot also, of AI. I didn't know fishies worked. 
how much time can a fish save? <laughs> I mean, all they do is swim around in circles. Do you know it, wah, what wah, was wah. interesting is that in the do you know like when the police are planning their strategy for the year or like their long term targets, um, planning for a post quantum future would not be in my top ten if I was doing that sort of strategic planning for the police. You know what I mean? I think like obviously building public trust is down there. Like you know, not raping civilians yeah. is is yeah. probably high up. Arresting that list. fewer and, black people for no yeah, reason. exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, yeah. This is one of those out there thinking. Um, yeah. Yeah, not taking money from criminals. <laughs> yeah. oh, like I basics. was impressed. I was impressed to hear that the UK Parliament is opening an inquiry into cyber resilience. I don't know if either of you saw the column written in the Daily Mail by Nadine Dorries uh, this week, <laughs> where she taught, where she explained how Google works. And oh, I, do you she, know? I bet that's insightful and technically in depth. <laughs> It was extraordinary. She she was suggesting that Google had a special lever. They had a knob which they turned, which would decide how left-wing the results would be or how right-wing. And they changed it for her when she went to visit them to complain about this. And then they said, well, let's Google your name right now. And it didn't come up with abusive content. And she said, well, they knew I was going to be there. So they turned down the knob. And it, it was unbelievable. If, if you could put a link in the show notes, that would be awesome. <coughs> okay. Oh she, Nadine Dorries is the one who sits down at a desk every day when she was um, in Parliament and um, shouts out, what's my password? That's she it. was the one, yeah. Yeah. That's yep. brilliant. That was when she was part of Parliament, obviously, before yeah. she threatened to resign immediately and then stuck and around did. for another three months. Yeah. yeah. That's... <laughs> um, yeah. But you know what is really lucky, and I can't believe the timing of this, um, is that with all these stories about AI, ISACA, a well-known certification um, company, has uh, realised that there's a demand for digital trust professionals. <laughs> no, funny uh, it's It's amazing how this is... You know, no, not far off the heels of you know they're pushing their cloud trusted professional certification and um, yeah, all of that. It, it's just amazing. The timing just didn't couldn't have aligned better for them. Wow, <laughs> that you know, I'm a member of ISACA. I got a couple of their certifications, but they're not the most dynamic of organisations. I have to say. Do you know what? It, compared to ISC squared, I actually think I get more value from ISACA. Because at yeah. least they've got a library that you yes. can take yes. content from. That people like it's a bit slow, but you know if you need to pull up something as, as on... opposed to ISC Squared's payment link that you can pay them money. Yeah, that's, that, exactly. That's, that's Obviously, you, you pay ISACA every year for. anyway. Yeah, but yeah, lots of AI stuff. Hmm. Uh, what do we do? Oh, humans need to rethink trust in the way again. Yeah, it's another AI story, and 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 rethink trust. Are we we we've had to rethink trust ever since Trump and Johnson got into power. <laughs> yeah, it's quite political. This show, isn't it? Do you get do you get a lot of right wing listeners who, who giving you five stars out of five? Five on smashing security. We only right. we only get. We only get bad reviews from the Trump supporters. They really hate us. Well, good. I, I think that's a badge of honour. I, I 
Yeah, yeah, but we project. We we send out our links on Truth Social every week, so it's uh, <laughs> you know you got to play to the audience. It's <laughs> oh yeah, we 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 love the uh, you know Tango Poundland president. <laughs> what else you got? Time for one more. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's see. Ooh, anything else? AWS security not a priority. Maybe because it's really confusing. Pretty fair for for small, uh, so yeah, so for small medium businesses, not a priority for a third of it. That's true. I mean, I've looked at a lot of smaller companies, um, and that's why they go to the cloud because then they don't, you know, they don't think they have to manage half of it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's quite easy to to set up sites and not realize you have to make sure your buckets aren't open, um, and you know, enable MFA stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But but conversely, a lot of it is not done automatically, or you're not prompted to. It's, no. it's well, it is now. It is now. It's, oh, uh, that's oh, there, there. We covered that a little while ago, didn't we? About it, certain things yeah. being done by by. They are getting better. Now. Yeah. Anyway, that was this week's industry news. You're listening to the award-winning Host Unknown podcast. Oh, for uh, officially more oh. entertaining than smashing security. We should get onto the Guinness Book of Records. I, I'm so, you know, most times the same jingle has been played in a row randomly. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Right, talking about taking us home randomly, Andy. Why don't you take us home with this week's sweet of the week? And we always play that one twice. Tweet of the week. And this week's tweet of the week is from industry rock star Gray, Graham Clully. Is that his name? Is that how you pronounce it? Something like that. <laughs> George George Clooney. Yes. George Clooney. Often mistake. Infosex George Clooney. Um, and he retweeted. Oh, I say he. It should be they. I don't know. Um, don't know the guy personally. Um, so <laughs> they re, uh, re I've got, quote I've got ginormous gonads, apparently, if that helps. <laughs> I've heard he's very demanding on podcasts. He always wants to start on time and stuff. Like yeah, that. I mean, what's that thing called a rider that we received from yeah, that person? Exactly. That was like, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so from Malware Hunter team, uh, and they posted, "Is this 2023 or what?" And it's a screenshot from the Bureau of Meteorology website. Um, and so Malware Hunter team went there and they received the message. The Bureau of Meteorology website does not currently support connections via HTTPS. You will shortly be redirected to HTTP uh, and then bomb.gov.au. So it's an official government website uh, that's been highlighted here. Of Australia. um, Of Australia. And Graham has quote tweeted it with the best dad joke of the week. (laughs) You would think meteorologists would be experts in the cloud. And, oh, and that's why that's why Clue is an industry expert. <laughs> that's why he gets Widely paid the big bucks. Just, yeah. And that's why Host Unknown won the award for most entertaining podcast. Yeah. Beating Last Smashing year. Security. Yeah. Last year. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Very good. I, I do you know what I love a tweet of the week that is a retweet of a tweet. No, a retweet of a retweet of a tweet. I like how we've come back to HTTPS. 
start yeah, of the show you. and at the end it, of the show. Beautiful. And sometimes, it's almost like yeah. we had show notes to refer yeah. to, right? It's, sometimes the listeners don't pick up on these things, Graham. So I'm glad that you highlight that there's always a <laughs> that there's always a story. Yeah. I don't think you get dad jokes like this from Jabad, do you? No, you don't. No, but, we, we get know, sort of granddad racist jokes from Jabad that you know. <laughs> no, me. Goodness sake. <laughs> No, you are the joke, Tom. That's a. Oh, sorry, the, sorry. Yeah, he is the granddad racist. racist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, sorry, the racist granddad. Whatever. Ah, oh, dear. Excellent. Thank you very much, Graham, for this week's tweet of the week. Well, I think we're going to press this one more time. It can't happen again, can it? It can't. Let's get a proper jingle now. You're listening to the award-winning Host Unknown podcast. Uh, oh, oh. Officially oh, more entertaining than smashing security. That's got to be a record, hasn't it, Andy? That's I mean, gotta, we've done it. That, yeah, that's like Monte Carlo type. I know stuff that is. I'm going to go and buy a lottery it. ticket now. Um, I think. hate you. <laughs> I hate you, Jav. Jav, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I didn't think we had Jav on today. <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, thank you so much, Graham. Thank you for your time today. It's been greatly appreciated. Um, your insight, knowledge, and well, just just general thoughtfulness in response just highlights how how crap Jav was, actually. I'm not sure why we well, you know, why I can't we bothered. disagree. I can't disagree. No, no, it's hard, <laughs> hard not to. So yes. Um, Graham, thank you very much. And Andy, thank, thank you. you, sir. Stay secure, my friends. Stay secure. You've been listening to the Host Unknown podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, comment and subscribe. If you hated it, please leave your best insults on our Reddit channel. The worst episode ever. R slash smashing security. Oh, it's not Thanks a random plug. button. It's number nine. Oh, I see. <laughs> Can't read your own writing. No, no. Well, well, you live and learn. I mean, what are the chances of it being today as well? I wonder how you damaged your eyesight so badly, Tom, over the years. <laughs> oh, it's uh, obsessive, <laughs> but you know, outside of that, what does this button do? You're listening to the award-winning Host Unknown podcast. Uh, uh, officially more entertaining than smashing security. In your face! It's just childish now.